Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. He is just an obsessive goal scorer. But they have to understand I chose to, to stay in my country because I'm French. And, and the Bernabeu brings it back. I haven't, I haven't got a problem with soccer, to be fair. Football. All right, welcome to House of Champions. YouTube friends, dropping your comments and questions in the chat and make sure you smash that like and subscribe buttons as we preview the action from the weekend's top fixtures all across Europe. With us in the house today, we got Michael LaHood, we got James Benge, we got Nigel Rio Coker, all ready to rock and roll. Um, but very quickly, very first and foremost, um, I am just learning this incredibly sad news. Uh, Major League Soccer just announcing that they are mourning the passing of Charlotte FC defender Anton Walks, who passed away early Thursday morning following an accident in South Florida. He was only 25 years old. Um, Charlotte FC owner David Tepper also issued uh, a following statement. Um, everyone at Tepper Sports and Entertainment is devastated by the tragic passing of Anton Walks. He was a tremendous son, father, partner and teammate whose joyous approach to life touched everyone that he met. Anton made those around him better people in all areas of life and represented Charlotte FC to the highest standard both on and off the pitch. He will be greatly missed by many and our thoughts and prayers are with Anton's family during this heartbreaking time. The club offers its full support to all those impacted during this period of mourning. All of us here at CBS Sports um, and the Paramount Plus teams offer our sincere condolences to his family, friends and loved ones. This is absolutely dreadful news. It touches everyone across Major League Soccer. If anyone here would like to add something, you're more than welcome to do so. Mike, I'm, I'm sure you'd like to share yeah. a few words. No, just my heart goes out to his entire family, first and foremost, to Anton himself and his family and everyone who he's touched in his life. Uh, I got to cover a match last year between Austin FC and Charlotte FC and thought he was an exceptional player, comes from really quality pedigree, came through the Tottenham Hotspur youth system, made an appearance for Spurs and bringing his talents to Major League Soccer. 
I'm just devastated to hear this news like this. <laughs> Can't imagine what it's like to be in that locker room. So my heart goes out to Charlotte FC as well. It's uh, I just don't have the words. Um, so I'll just I'll, I'll leave it at that. But just gut wrenching news. Yeah, I think, Mike, you said it there. It's uh, it's difficult when you go through situations like this. And I think it kind of bring it, brings it back into perspective as a player that as much as we love and adore this game, that, that there are so many things that are out there that's bigger than football. And um, the impact that this will have, not just on his family and his loved ones, but also you've got to look at the impact it has on players in that dressing room as well, on how they might reevaluate their life and, and, and put their life in different perspective. It's something that you can never find the words or know truly how some a situation like this can impact players and again i think the biggest thing is thoughts and prayers are with his family and his loved ones and also you know thinking about the organization and the players in that dressing room to, to lose a two teammate so soon yeah very sad news indeed and somehow some way we'll try to get through this show for everybody out there we do have to try and turn it around some way to to give you at least some sort of um I don't know. I, I guess when you hear news like this, it's very difficult to turn your attention away and, and really do focus on the game. And that's not what we're trying to do here. Maybe we're just trying to take your attention away from this very sad news that just broke this morning. So, yeah, our sincere condolences to everybody who's involved and in, around Anton. Our thoughts are with you. Uh, we're going to make it an incredibly short show today. It's going to be a short one. We're going to touch upon the Premier League and the Bundesliga. And we're going to try and up the tempo just a little bit uh, in honour of Anton. I like to do that. I think I like to live uh, you know, my life in the memory of those who have uh, fallen and I think um, Anton would greatly appreciate that we go on and um, that's the way we do it here and that's the way I live my life so in his uh, honor and his memory we go on uh, let's turn our attention boys I know it's sad I know it's unfortunate it is very sad news but we will move on with the show today Arsenal against Manchester United coming up in the Premier League it's a cracking game to look forward to and as I said before we're not going to make this a long show it's not a deep dive a deep prediction but James it's a big game for Arsenal it's a big game for Manchester United the Premier League is back in a big way here yeah, I mean, it's quite pleasant to be able to talk about a game like this without having to do the uh, familiar old intro line of, well, this isn't the game it was. Um, because, <laughs> I mean, strictly speaking, it isn't the game it was because uh, back in the, the glory days of this rivalry in the late 90s and early 2000s, there was no debating that these two were the best teams in, in England and, and two of the best teams in Europe. Um, not quite there yet, at least from Manchester United's perspective. But, I mean, you know, if they want to prove that they can ever be there, these are the sort of games they need to win. I know an awful lot of people, you know, the likes of Gary Neville have got really carried away with what this Manchester United team has achieved. And of course, a fantastic win over Manchester City in in slightly contentious circumstances has has added a bit of luster to a good a good run of results. Um uh, I think what I kind of need to see from them is is there a way of beating a top team beyond just counter-attacking? I think they actually suit playing this Arsenal team because Arsenal will dominate the ball. Arsenal will dominate territory and they can, you know, kind of indulge in some of their more, uh, what's the, what's the word? Well, they're less progressive tendencies. They don't need to set the tempo. They don't need to break a team down. They've got Rashford. They might have Martial. They won't have Casemiro, um, mm. but they can try and hit, you know, try and hit Arsenal on the counter. Like the odds tell you everything you need to know about who's the better team though. Ian, I'm just astounded that James was lost for words there. Sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, well, he, first of he all, was trying to be respectful. Yeah. Welcome back, James Benz. I know you've been out in the sun, out on holiday and you're refreshed. Clearly you're refreshed having the more tempered approach to what I thought you were going to say about Manchester United. This isn't <laughs> well, yeah, the game fine, that it could be. This isn't the game that it could be. 
because Casemiro will not be a part of it. I'm kicking myself. I, watching the game yesterday, the Crystal Palace game, United up 1-0, and I was just looking at the sidelines thinking, when's Tin Hag going to take him off? Take him off. Job done. Keeps him on. They don't just get the yellow card. Now he's not available, but they lose two massive points. It could have been three. Should have been a straight red that. That is yeah, one of the I, worst tackles I've ever that, seen. That was. That, that was. Absolute, absolute mall of a tackle. And I, I, I worry... <laughs> in our generation standard there's a part of me that worries a bit about united going into this game when you have the highs of the high of the city win the emotional lift of that game you go and play palace and they looked gassed they looked emotionally tired they looked physically tired towards the end of that game i know that they had a more rotated squad i know you know anti martial wasn't a part of that you have wagforst making his united debut but I was worried about how that game ended. They had a bit of a lift bringing Garnaccio in. I think he would be a good player to start in this game against Arsenal. I think 1v1 defending, do you put him on the left-hand side, which I think you do? That matchup with he and Ben White will be one to watch at the weekend. If he can get the better of Ben White, then advance to United. But the Casemiro loss is a big one in a masterclass of a game that they would have used, been keen on having him for, for Premier League running. I'm not going to be long in. I think um, obviously Michael and James have done well in talking about it. For me, it's very simple. Casemiro is going to be a big loss for this game because he has been the difference maker in coming to this Manchester United side. He's elevated them to another level. Him and Christian Eriksen is the perfect balance of a centre midfield pairing. One that can dominate the ball, win the ball, sniff out danger, and the other one who can be very creative and score goals also, even though he hasn't scored as many goals Christian Eriksen for Manchester United. Arsenal have been on great form. Manchester United have been on good form. I think it's going to be a great game. Michael makes a fantastic point. I would go with Ganacho. Ganacho has that X factor, willing to take players on. He can be the Martinelli of Manchester United. And then obviously Arsenal are going to have Martinelli. I think for me right now, what's going to be interesting is with no Casemiro, the only player that can come in who can do a good job, who looks like he's turned his career around to be a bit more... Um, how would I, uh, a bit more, not defensively minded, but a bit you, more. You're lost for words, James Nigel. Now. I'm lost for words as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Discipline, don't, that's the word. Don't Discipline say, don't say Fred. Don't, Fred. Okay, thank God. Thank I think Fred can come in there and fill that void alongside Christian Eriksen. I think that how Eric Ten Hag has got this Manchester United side, they're very disciplined, a lot more well-organized, and they seem to all be singing from the same sing heat. So I think that it's going to be a great encounter. Arsenal know already. They have no room for errors or mistakes. And I think for Manchester United, they know the pressure is going to be less on them. And that Crystal Palace game is a complete different game now. The mentality of them facing the top of the table, it's going to be a different mentality in that dressing room for this game because they know how big this is. I suppose when you're eight points clear, you do have a little bit. I mean, like we're, we're talking before the, the City Spurs game and like I have half an inkling. I mean, Spurs have beaten... City the last two times they've played and have a really good record. Yep. And I think if that game goes Arsenal's way, so to speak, hmm. it, you may well see them kind of subconsciously. I, I'm not sure it would help. You'd kind of want to play for a point, just keep, you know, keep, keep the, the unbeaten run going, avoid. And, and you know, but you know I mean, the other thing to say, the other thing I want to <laughs> talk about is um, that Arsenal met, it's highly unlikely, but not impossible, given how quickly the deal is going, that Arsenal might have a new forward on the bench in Leandro Trossard. And I mean, this is one they are kind of quite aggressively pursuing from what I'm told after m missing out on Mudrick. Um, 
it's, it's a deal that they can kind of do. I think there's maybe five or six million between what they value Trossard at and what Brighton do. Um, whether it's for this game or not, I think this is a massive signing for Arsenal. I think this is a signing that that could just about keep them ahead of City. I still kind of, in my head, I still see City closing that gap and catching them. But, you know, he's not young, Trossard. He's not, uh, you know, he's not a player that you're, inve- you're going to make your money back on at the other end. He's 28. Um, but someone to come off the bench that scores three, four, five goals. You know, we've seen this, uh, whether it's a McCade in years past, that you don't have to be great for three or four years. Arsenal have this window open right now. I'm not sure it'll be open every season, even though they're a talented young team. Um, the window's open now. You go for a player like Trossard, who mm. is Premier League ready. You just need him to score three or four goals. And who knows, that could be the difference. And it's it's great to see Arsenal actually attacking you know the title not just trying to build a squad for the long haul but seeing that there's an opportunity here and actually going for it i've got something cheeky to add in to the arsenal mm-hmm. fans and james doesn't have to answer this but just let, let's put it out there arteta came in changed the mentality of the dressing room no egos no nothing look at how trossard is leaving brighton we've fallen out of a manager and that's someone who's going to go into an arsenal dressing room let's see how that plays out then because you've already cleared out Bamiang and now you've got a player who hasn't left Brighton in the nicest way, publicly had a bit with the manager. It's going to be interesting down the line. Let's see. Hey, James, really quickly before we move on, because this is supposed to be a very short episode here. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, this Mudrick transfer to Chelsea might actually be a benefit, in my opinion, for Arsenal. Do you agree? I think, I think the, yes, no, completely. I mean, Mudrick could be really talented. We've got nothing to go on. I mean, he's played about 12 Champions League games and some in the Ukrainian League. Um, huge amount of money, huge contract. You know, I think people kind of overstate how smart it is to have someone on an eight and a half year contract. If Mudrick's really good, he will want a pay rise and you're going to have to give him one because it's just how football works. You can't get someone on the same unhappy, an unhappy player on that same salary for eight and a half years. And of course, you know, we all know if he's not great, you're stuck with him for a very long time. So, um, I mean, I think if you're trying to build something long-term, you go for... For a Mudrick, if you're not there yet, if you're a rebuilding team, which Chelsea are, um, but it didn't quite, it never quite felt to me like the right deal for Arsenal to do. Yeah, I agree with you there, but he is exceptional on social media, so maybe that's why he got a better <laughs> deal. Uh, Lord Mayor jumping in the comments here saying Arsenal 2, Manchester United nil, BX Gunner 81, 3 mm. 1 2, the Arsenal. We have uh, who else jumping in the comments here? <laughs> Ali A jumping in and saying, Nigel, usually players <laughs> do get this to get their move. So there you have it. There's the predictions right there from everybody jumping in our comments. Let's get the predictions from our experts here. Nigel Rio Coker, give me a score. I have a feeling to make this interesting, it's it's going to be somehow, some way, Man United are going to get the win. I really do. I think it's going to be mm. tight, but I'm going to go for 1-0 Manchester United win. Puts a smile on both James and Michael's faces. Michael, I'm sure you're going to back Nigel up here. You know what? I think I, I, well, you took the words out of my mouth. I think I'm catching on to something. The Drake curse is well, truly well with me and within me. I'm going to back Arsenal so they can lose. I'm going to go 2-1 Arsenal <laughs> in hopes that United win. No, realistically, I do think Arsenal are going to win 2-1. Yeah, yeah. Arsenal are going to win 2-1. Yeah, I think so. All right, there you have it. Arsenal 2-1, oh, yeah, Arsenal yeah, 2-1, yeah, yeah, and a yeah, Manchester United yeah. point. Oh, James, was that not your prediction? 
No, that was my. What about you? I don't think you can hide away from this. <laughs> no, um, I actually think it's going to be a draw. I do. I think mm. it's going to be. It could be. Honestly, I do. I think. Um, I think you'll probably see that the result will be in Manchester City's favour, and I still think mm. that will intensify a little bit of what we'll see from Arsenal this weekend. Arsenal are my favourite to win that game. I think United just lost a little bit. Of, they were kind of brought back down to earth in the last minute of that game against Crystal Palace. So I think a good result for Manchester United would be a draw. I think a bad result for Arsenal, in my opinion, here would be a draw. I think Arsenal will go for the win. They are my favourites to win this game. If there is going to be a winner it'll be Arsenal I do like your prediction 2-1 I think both teams score in this game so I think 2-1 would probably be my favorite but I'm leaning more heavily towards a draw there sorry to everybody out there to sit on the fence let's turn our attention to Liverpool against Chelsea we're going to reverse it let's start with our predictions here Nigel we begin with you Liverpool against Chelsea predictions and give me a reason why I'm watching this game because <laughs> I'm sorry Chelsea are just still so awful to watch and hard to watch I have no idea who they're going to play what they're going to do so anything can happen with that one <laughs> Liverpool showed a bit of resilience against Wolves, but again, still, they're not really... Oh, God. I'm just going to go for a draw. I'm going to go for a, a boring 1-1 draw in this game. Mike? I think Chelsea get the win in this one. I, I don't see it from Liverpool. I, I, I don't see a lot of things from Liverpool. I go 1-0 Chelsea. You want to say why? No, I think, no. I think in the end... You want to say why? <laughs> I can. Go ahead. Tell me oh, why. Yeah. Liverpool, Before no, I get no, to James, tell me why. No Virgil, no Virgil van Dijk. Liverpool aren't the same team. Brighton absolutely exposed them with their lack of pace and lack of awareness, lack of urgency at the back. I think that's that, Brighton. This ain't that's Brighton. <laughs> We're talking about Chelsea. But Brighton Hakeem, Z, Hakeem Ziyech, Hakeem Ziyech looked like the Hakeem Ziyech that played at the World Cup with Morocco the last time out for Chelsea. Because he's I think that's something Chelsea. that they can build on. Jesus Christ. I'm just saying, wingers troubled Liverpool. No, I, I completely agree with Mike that like Brighton did really trouble Liverpool, but Brighton no, are yeah. better at football than Liverpool. Right? Exactly, <laughs> they actually look like a team that can score. I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, maybe it's because it's the early game on a Saturday as well. I think this might be absolutely rubbish. I'm going to say nil nil. I'm with you there. I think it could be that like that. I think you both have had it right on the head here, and it's crazy because we're talking about uh, two teams that are giant of clubs, and you can see the comments coming in right here. Uh, a lot of Chelsea fans thinking they're going to spank Liverpool here. Uh, we talked yesterday with Lucho Garcia. Go back and watch that episode. And Lucho certainly trying to bring some confidence to everybody out there who is a Liverpool fan to believe that Liverpool can get the job done. But this is going to be a tough game. I think a draw, and you can look at the draw, um, possibly being favourable in the odds and the betting odds, but Liverpool are favourites going into this game. So if I am going to choose a favourite, I'm not choosing Chelsea in this game. I don't know why. I'm not sure why. But at the end of the day, I am absolutely going for um, Liverpool to be the favourite. If not, it's going to be a draw. we got some more comments coming in here. Vic Vic Cake saying that we're going to absolutely spank Liverpool. Um, I 100% guarantee right there Ali is getting after uh, Nigel you're not not the only one coming after Nigel God's power Mladi saying Rio Coker good to see you Arsenal is going to win three goals to one then we've got Hazard Man 95 saying after we battle United y'all will be back here saying that you couldn't have known United played rubbish last night against an even worse Palace side we will fly past them at the weekend that Arsenal fans are unbearable why is it fans don't understand Ian that like the mentality of games changes like we're trying to give them some insight knowledge like being a player when you play a game like crystal palace fa cup it's a tif- different mentality when you get to your dressing room for playing top of the table arsenal everything that comes with it in the press the mentality changes and switches i'm not saying it's right but these are situations that happen in the dressing room but we'll see anyway 
Hey, Nigel, Lord Mayor, he's coming after you today. He says, Fred will chase the shadows on Sunday. He then followed it up by saying, Nigel, that don't matter. We will experience for the title. <laughs> then he also went on to say, Nigel, can we bet 50 bucks on an Arsenal Get win? Him. Get him. Get him, Lord Mayor. Get him. <laughs> Nigel? <laughs> Nigel? Nigel? Uh, my CBS contract obligations will not let me bet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There you go. The shortest segment we've ever done. 17 minutes and 52 seconds. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more from the boys. We'll talk a little bit of Bundesliga before we get out of here. It's a very, very short episode of House of Champions. Stick around, everyone. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, stay up to date with every story and every heart-pounding moment from the world of elite soccer with the Galazzo Starting Eleven newsletter from CBS Sports. It is your ultimate guide to the beautiful game, taking you beyond the pitch and around the globe with expert analysis of everything you need to know in the world of soccer. Sign up today for free at cbssports.com slash Galazzo. Once again, it's the C... No, excuse me. Once again, it's the Galazzo Starting Eleven newsletter, and you can sign up for free at cbssports.com slash Galazzo. Let me get it right on. 100%. Welcome back, everybody. You are watching House of Champions. Enjoy Nigel Real Coker, Michael Hood, and James Benj. Uh, we got questions going on in the private chat here, Nigel Real Coker. Where's Danny Ings going? What's producer Des going on up here? James Benj, talk about us, but Ings, what's happening here? Yeah, Danny Ings is, uh, I think as we speak, he's undergoing a medical at, at West Ham ahead of a £15 million transfer. I mean, kind of out of the blue, much like his move to Villa in the first place. No one really saw it coming. And then he was driving down to uh, East London. I mean, it's fascinating because West Ham have struggled to put the ball in the net despite having some pretty good strikers in Antonio. And I think Skamak has played quite well. Yeah. Really, their issue has been uh, has been one of service. But, you know, Nigel helped me out with a uh, really enjoyable big piece on West Ham after they lost to, I can't remember who, just before Christmas, Bournemouth. Brentford, wasn't it? Was Brentford. Brentford. Yes. And um, they played quite well this season. Like, Lots of this stuff looks okay, but it's not—it's not really like resulting in points. And um, David Moyes is kind of on the brink right now. I, I think it has to be said. And I think if they could find a better option, he would be gone, um, which is really tough. But you know, it's not about performances at that end of the table. It's about points, and he needs to start getting them. Danny Ings is, tends to get you them. Mm -hmm. Nigel. No, James is right. I think it's it's a it's a bit of a desperation move. I think that the signings that, in my opinion, that have been made by West Ham haven't had a big enough impact. They haven't yep. really had the impact that's kind of expected to kick on from what they experienced last season. There's still, for me, too much a heavy re heavy reliance on Declan Rice and Suchek in the middle of that pitch. There's not enough competition, and scoring goals has been a problem. And since James watched them against Brentford, like you said, the performances haven't been that bad. 
But since then, they've got worse and worse, and you mm. do worry. And then the thing is now, again, with a sign like Danny Ings, he needs to make an immediate impact. If he doesn't make an immediate impact in scoring goals, West Ham are going to be in a relegation zone, uh, relegation battle. Yeah, I'm with you on that one there. Michael, you got anything to add before we move on to the Bundesliga? Yeah, just very quickly. I think West Ham, they are who they are. Last season, they were very good behind the ball. They were more solid defensively, and they played on the counter. They were able to nick a goal, 1-0 Kings. This season, just that 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 difficulty to be played against isn't there, and there's no plan B. And I think if Danny Ings doesn't hit, it's uh, chow for West Ham in the Premier League. Yes, let us know your thoughts in the comments, everybody out there. We do have um, Krishna jumping in and saying, really interesting point here, why Scamacha is a good striker. I question Moyes. I think everybody's questioned David Moyes right now. He also adds, I do think Pochettino would have been a good manager fit for them, and Pochettino most likely would have been a good fit for pretty much every club in the Premier League. Uh, West Ham are simply going back to Moyes signings. Um, he will stay, and Ings will get them about seven goals, and that's very much likely, unless uh, wow. I don't disagree. There's a, there's a link with Rafa Benitez already to West Ham, and he will not turn down that job. Rafa, Rafa loves a job. Rafa's I just pray for West Ham fans. If he takes that job, get ready for scoring <laughs> football. Get ready for yeah, Park the Bar. It's not going to take long for West Ham faithful to turn on him. Trust me. I'm a David Moyes personal with him. I like um, David Moyes. I like Moyes. I thought, I you know, last, last year, last yeah. year it was a, an exceptional season really for West Ham. Yeah. I think we can all agree with that, especially what they did in Europe. And, um, you know, to, to have this type of success and then try to repeat it, very difficult for a club like West Ham, although they have spent a ton of money, James. I mean, West Ham has spent money. To not but get those they, results, they have, that's but, massively disappointing. They have money. This was my favourite part of the Deloitte Money League. And I know we need to move on and talk about the Bundesliga. West Ham have higher revenue than AC Milan, Italian mm. champions, and just only slightly less than Inter Milan. Um, like They are a club that swims in money. They had the deal of the century to get that stadium and they make so much money. I mean, the best bit of this is they're in the Europa Conference League this season. Because that wasn't a competition when they signed the contract for the London Stadium, they don't have to pay a penny. Like, yeah. they get this free 60,000 stadium. We, it's it's the deal of the century. And I mean... Yep. James is right. And sorry to cut you off, James. It's just the fact of James understands it a lot more than I do. But I've always said this about West Ham. There's a lack of vision and plan, like furthering ahead. They mm -hmm. kind of are swimming in money and they're happy to stay there. They don't have that bigger vision to make that club as big as it can be. Those fans are very demanding. And James knows it very well. And if you think Everton fans are bad, let things go wrong at West Ham and start going the opposite way. Then you'll know because they make it personal. It's not just about you, the player. It's you and your family. Everyone's going to get it. Yeah, be very careful here. We got a shout out here from Saidu Koroma. He says, love from Sierra Leone here. Michael LaHood, the message. Hey, Saidu. Well, hey, there you have it right there. <laughs> Thank you for the love and love to everybody out there, uh, including all of our loyal listeners. We appreciate you. Vic agrees with you, Nigel. Absolutely spot on. It's probably the first time anyone on the show has ever agreed with you. But <laughs> let's move on to the Bundesliga. Uh, we'll keep this one incredibly short. Obviously, it is my uh, most favorite league um, in mm. the top five European leagues. We have a cracking game to look forward to on Friday. It's Leipzig against Bayern Munich. Uh, third against first in the Bundesliga standings. Bayern Munich only lost one game this season. A lot has changed since these two teams have competed, and there has been an unbelievable break for the Bundesliga players. Maybe an advantage in European competition, some might say. We'll find that out very quickly. Uh, but the Bundesliga comes back after a 
week break. And now what has changed since then? Let me just fill you all in. Uh, Manuel Neuer had a bad skiing accident and has since uh, got himself injured and he is missing now for the rest of the season after Germany got knocked out of the World Cup. Lucas Hernandez did his cruciates at the World Cup. Unfortunately, he's out for the rest of the season as well. And Bayern Munich signed Daily Blind. Um, I believe they also just signed Konrad Leimer, who they announced today, mm. by the way, from Leipzig. Oh, by the way, they play Leipzig tomorrow. He's going to sign for Bayern Munich in the summer. He makes that transfer. He's already signed. Uh, and the Leipzig side of things, James Bench, they lost in Kunku to injury yeah. at the World Cup, but they also lost in Kunku apparently to a pre-contract agreement to Chelsea Football Club, and they're not hiding the fact that he's on his way to Chelsea. Um, and that looks like it's going to be a different Leipzig team going up against this Bayern Munich side. Uh, quick prediction from all of you. I'll let you know my thoughts before we get out of here. We'll start with James. Yeah, I think this might be a, a few early teething problems for, for Bayern. So hmm. um, let's say two on Leipzig. All right, I like that one. Michael, who you got? Mm, I'm not as confident in this Leipzig side because they were Nkunku dependent ahead of the return of Bundesliga. Bayern scoring goals and scoring them at will against Salzburg. If you remember 4-4 draw, I say 3-2 Bayern. Nigel, any any comment on a prediction or anything from you? 3-1 Bayern Munich. There's I'm with you on that one. Quite right at Bayern Munich. Mm. I think Bayern Munich win this game. I think we see a lot of goals in this game. I think we could see a couple of goals from Leipzig. I will say this, though, they do have a talented team. Um, and Kunku certainly hampers them a lot, but I just wouldn't bet against Leipzig. They were in a great run. They're probably going to be the one team that struggles from this massive winter break because the form they were in going to the winter break, you kind of want to keep that momentum going. Then you have this massive pause. So I just don't see them having enough to cause enough problems to Bayern Munich. And regardless of that, they just signed Jan Zomer. They signed Daily Blind. And of course, they've got Conrad Leimer Oof. coming in. In the summer, things are happening and moving at Bayern. But I still believe Bayern. I don't know if you guys will agree with me on this one. I still think Bayern need to sign a striker. I mean, at the end of the day, I, there's only so much you can do with the strikers that they have right there. They need to they, they need to sign a killer. I'd love to see Dusan Vlahovic. I know I've been critical of him, but I'd love to see him at Bayern Munich. I think it'd be a great fit. Anyone? 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 Oh, I would like to see Harry Kane there. I want to see Harry Kane at Bayern Munich. Chop him Harry Kane. Chupandowski. Hey, you know what? Keep doubting Chupandowski. He'll keep putting the ball in the back of the net. Champions League or in the Bundesliga. I like it. Bring it on. Bring it on. You know how old he is? I was playing with him when I was playing in Germany 20 years ago. That's how old he is, mate. No, Harry Kane. I listen, I like it one. I think Harry Kane to Bayern Munich is a very possible deal. I'm just saying it here. The more Tottenham fail, the more Tottenham struggle, the more likely this move is to happen. Because I want to see Harry Kane win something in his career. And if he makes that move to Bayern Munich, automatically have an opportunity <laughs> but, to win. But it the doesn't, and then it the doesn't hang. If you, if you win the Bundesliga with Bayern Munich, it just like yeah. doesn't hang. I don't care. <laughs> if he goes and wins it with RB Leipzig... James, Dortmund, he's back. what James is saying is this. Unless Harry Kane wins the Champions League with Bayern Munich, yeah. he's not interested. That's yeah. it. That's just the if he wins the yeah. oh, if he wouldn't, wins that the buy, wouldn't that be the reason why he would go there, though? I think he could. That is I, it. Mm. That is the, if, if Harry Kane has any common sense and he's honest, it's not the Bundesliga that he wants. It's Champions League success right. with Bayern Munich. Like, if he's honest, it's Bayern Munich. We win the Champions League. He's had a great career. There's, there's no denying it. And, and I think for me, I, I don't know what James thinks. We've had this conversation. More English players need to play abroad. Yeah. yeah. And you're Just starting to see more of that happening. Yeah. But stay in there, though. Stay in there. Like, you don't have to return back to the Premier League. Mm. Like, I think yeah, for me, if you're playing you one can't. of these... 
You can't though. You can't. It's not yeah. as competitive as what the Premier League can offer them though. You, you just you can't keep those players in the Bundesliga. There's no look, way. Look at some of the top players who never who haven't played in the Premier League by fantastic careers. You look at Rubery at Bayern Munich, what he did. Like there's some great European nights to be had and this and that. And I think sometimes we're looking at the Premier League from too much of a biased perspective. Yes, it's it's great, it's competitive, can't deny that. But still, there are other leagues where you can be competitive and can be exciting and you can still compete in Europe and have great careers. I agree. I mean, Lewandowski, Messi, I mean, we could go on with the, a number of great players who have obviously been great names and great household names, but not played in the Premier League. But I still think that there's that that pool and that push for so many players. It's not just about them wanting to play. It's about their branding. It's about the competitive nature of the Premier League and how how the exposure it brings you. So I just think the Premier League's too much to turn down. Obviously, the money, you're absolutely correct here. Nigel, we got a question coming in from Saidu once again. He's asking, hey, Rio, do you have any <laughs> connection to Sierra Leone? Aye, aye, aye. Saudi. I eat my cassada leaf, I eat my petete leaf, and granat soup. Mina salon bobo. He'll understand that. Oh, there we man. go. That's class. Uh, Michael, <laughs> would you like to translate, please, for all of our oh, Michael, translate. Yes. He said that he eats cassava leaf. Um, it'd be the same as like peanut butter soup. He is. <laughs> Sierra Leonean. Michael is struggling right there. I'm just more Sierra than Michael. No, man. All right, I'm going to finish with this one here. Gladbach against Leverkusen's last game. I'm going to turn my attention to a Derby game. It is a Ryan Derby there. Leverkusen 12th, but we're on good form going into the break. Xavi Alonso has been incredibly impressive since he's taken over Leverkusen. Um, they won three in a row before that winter break. And again, another team that's probably affected by this winter break. Who knows how these games are going to play out here? We're talking about a winter break. We're talking about a, a very, very long break for all of these players. We have no idea how they're going to come back. I will say this. These players will be rested, even the ones who went to the World Cup, James Bench, they will be rested and ready for action. Well, I'll tell you one player who'll be really rested. And I have to say, this is, this player I am more excited to see than anyone in Europe. I think he is, he is not spoken about in the echelon he should be. Florian Wirtz is one of the best, before he got injured, was one of the best young players in the world. I see that Xabi Alonso has been comparing him to Lionel Messi. And I read him saying that and I thought, you know what, that's not daft. It's a bit generous, but it's not daft. This this guy at 18, 19 was having a team built around him. He was sort of, he, he was like five times the player Kai Havertz had been at Leverkusen. Absolutely wonderful. Of course, he's coming back from a long-term injury, so I'm not expecting him to hit the ground running and get back to the level he was, but um, I was lucky enough to see him in the flesh um, last season. Like this is going to be the guy we'll all be talking about this summer, next summer. He is already world class, and he's going to be stonking. And I think Leverkusen will be a much better team with him back in it. I'm looking forward to this game because look at the young talent, and you you identified Verts. But I'm looking at like some Musa Diaby, looking like Marcus Turam, ten goals this season, starred in that final for the World Cup for France. This could be a potential kind of uh, fire sale for some of these clubs with future talent for bigger clubs in the Bundesliga and beyond that we could see transfers coming because of matchups like this. So cannot wait to see young talent on display. 
Yeah, the youngster Verts is a really impressive player. Obviously, the injury is a terrible timing for him as well because there's no doubt that he would have been involved in the national team and could have made a big difference to them. But clearly an exciting player. We're really looking forward to watching to see how he develops. But how does he come back from injury? That's the big question. And James, you hit it right on the head. It looks like he's going to go straight back into the starting 11. And I think this long break has given them an opportunity to get him fit because they have played a ton of friendly games. So mm-hmm. we could see him coming back, ready to rock and roll and finish out the season strongly. Uh, right now, obviously, as the table stands... Um, Gladbach are sitting in 8th position and Leverkusen himself are sitting in 12th spot trying to push themselves closer and closer and I wouldn't be surprised to see both of these teams finishing in the top 6 by the end of the season. I love talking about the Bundesliga. Uh, Not always easy for everybody out there to sit and listen to me talk about the Bundesliga because I love it so much but I'm going to fucking do it anyway because I can. (laughs) All right, everybody, final comments before we get out of here. Any other games? James, what are you going to this weekend? What are you looking forward to watching? Oh, it's Arsenal Man United. I know we've already talked about it, but it's just going to be incredible. Nigel. I agree with James. It's only going to be Arsenal Man United. I'm not going to bloody sit and watch and waste my time with Liverpool and Chelsea. Mike, what you got? Uh, I'm excited for the Bundesliga. I'm going to go away from, obviously, yeah, United Arsenal. That's personal implications with that. And obviously allows me to talk crap to all of you in the show and <laughs> as well at people who hate Manchester United. But uh, the Bundesliga, it doesn't feel right when all of Europe isn't back in the fold to say football is fully back from the World Cup break. So Bundesliga football, I've really gotten into it in the last couple of years. Yeah, it should be a banging over game. Looking forward to Leipzig and uh, Bayern Munich. I'm really interested to see if that problem's still there with Bayern or, you know, if they're, <laughs> <laughs> if they're finally going to shit the bed. Boys, I appreciate you. Thank you for the short show today. Sorry to get you out of your beds or uh, take you away from the pub, James. I know you were pretty busy out there. Uh, <laughs> Nigel, uh, put that cigar back in your mouth and enjoy yourself. But listen, uh, before we go again, we started off this show by uh, bringing some really sad news about Anton Walks, who unfortunately recently passed away. Uh, Charlotte FC defender and Major League Soccer they've all made a statement and uh, we'd like to dedicate this show to Anton and his family um, he was a tremendous human being he was a very good footballer as well and um, this news is incredibly sad for us and uh, we'd like to dedicate the show in his honour but I want to thank everybody out there for listening to House of Champions make sure you take a minute to leave us a rating and review on your favourite podcast platform we're available on Apple Podcasts Spotify Stitcher, Stitcher and anywhere else you listen to your podcast also available as videos so subscribe to us on YouTube guys we'll see you next time Hey everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the Men's Sunday Performance Jogger And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. 
Again, go to viore.com slash sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. 